I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. You can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we endeavor daily, Monday through Thursday, and a double dose on Saturday to bring you the news the way it ought to be presented, the current events the way they ought to be presented to you with fact, not fake, not fiction, truth, principle, constitution, not political party agenda or propaganda. Lots going on today. Uh, Strzok's back in the news Maxine Waters has injected herself back into the news. That's unfortunate. Isn't that interesting? No. (laughs) No, that's not. It's not interesting. Maxine Waters is screaming for President Trump's impeachment. She's always screaming. You know, I'm just like, hey, Maxine, if anybody ought to be impeached, it's you. My goodness, that woman is, is an abomination to the constitution to the institution of republican government i'm putting you on the clock and counting how many counting my dying brain cells as you (laughs) carry on this topic about maxine waters oh my goodness it's just uh, you know i I, she she's got to be like in a, a shakespearean tragedy she is the comic relief. Court jester. She is the court jester. She village is the comic idiot. relief. She's the village idiot of a of a uh, Shakespearean tragedy. I just, I, I, you, you, you're annoyed by her. I'm amused by her. I, I don't know. The only sad thing is the fact that she still holds I, public yeah, office. Yeah, I'm uh, flabbergasted that anybody can take her seriously. I mean, I know. How, how do you? I look at her and I don't think about her. I think about the fact that there's several thousand people out there that voted for her. I know. Con- no, wait. Continue. Continue to, to vote, vote for her. That's uh, I, so. That's why I don't like to talk about her, think about her, because I don't like to have that <laughs> that idea in my mind that people like that exist and vote. You know, that sort of is is depressing. It robs hope. It, it takes away hope. So, you know, we have now this talking talking about something that goes on and on robbing brain cells. We have this continuing 
Russian probe, right? This continuing investigation for a Russian collusion that I believe the majority of thinking Americans actually understand never really happened the way they're trying to find it happened. Well, and I think if if you understand due process, then you also realize uh, that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be going on. The no. probe shouldn't exist. This is this is quintessential fishing expedition. Yeah. Quintessential fishing expedition. And uh, we what we have now is situation where everything at this point that comes out ought to be what we call in the legal field fruit of the poisonous tree because we have warrants in, that have been obtained through questionable uh, methods, through questionable circumstances, uh, I would say even through objectionable circumstances to affect people who are not, not otherwise involved in the allegation of a Russian probe. And these kinds of things ought to be completely uh, dismissed, completely disallowed from being part of any legal presentation whatsoever. Well, it seems that's what's going to, that's where we're headed with the Andrew McCabe uh, investigation and the call for the declassification of these FISA warrants. Right, right. So what we have now is uh, a letter written by Mark Meadows points to two text messages that were exchanges between uh, in April between uh, Peter Strzok and his well, they call her the former FBI attorney, Lisa Page, but we know that was his girlfriend, right? Mistress. Mistress, sorry, mistress. Which the two discussed the Bureau's, quote, media leak strategy. Right. So what we're doing here, we've already covered this on the show, how we have evidence that the FBI was creating news so they could bring these news reports to the FISA courts to get warrants. To justify warrants. To justify warrants, right? So now we know we have a strategic media leak by the FBI. Is it to create FISA warrants, to get FISA warrants? Is it to to make political statements to get people tried in the court of public opinion? Right, because it both works both ways, doesn't it? Yeah, and the main idea behind the FISA court, FISA warrant, right? First off, it's a secret court. Okay, Mm -hmm. so there's problem number one. But setting that aside for the moment, the idea of the FISA court is uh, primarily this idea of 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 being able to conduct surveillance and in particular surveillance on American citizens. Right. You're not supposed to be able to spy on American citizens. That's supposed to be unlawful. Okay, so you need you have to you have to have a warrant to do something like that, because we're talking about these intelligence agencies and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, but here's the problem. So they, You're they, not getting real warrants yeah, so from like, the FISA courts. Right. You're, That's these why are, I said you can't even, that aside. You now. can't call them warrants. Right. You cannot call them warrants. That's so, what they call them. Well, the wa- term warrant comes from longstanding common law long yeah. before the creation of America, long before the creation of, of, of our Supreme Court, but is then carried forward through the Constitution, through the Fourth Amendment. That term warrant was defined before the Fourth Amendment was written. And not only that, the the kind of warrants that the FISA court gives out right now 
is the exact reason why the Fourth Amendment was written, because yeah. that's the kind of junk that the British government was trying to pull on the American colonists, mm -hmm. these warrants for political reasons that do not comply, do not even qualify under the premise of due process. Yeah, right. And, and, this, and in this case, even I'm if... I'm just... <laughs> yeah, so even if you, if you sort of... Ex even if you accept, right, the notion that, well, these FISA courts exist because the, the subject matter upon which you have to get a warrant for and the surveillance you need has to do with national security secrets, which you can't uh, divulge in open court, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's the whole cover story, that, uh, the idea. So if you accept that, then, national then security. even within that process, and I think this is your point, you have to follow, you, you should follow due process. Mm -hmm. This has to meet you know, the standards. You're talking about a criminal procedure, essentially. It has to meet these standards uh, the same as the criminal justice system. And, and in this case, you apparently have, and what people have talked about all along, and what's coming out in more and more detail, and I think it's going to come out uh, with the McCabe thing and with Bruce Orr and all this sort of stuff, is that you have this dossier that we now know was complete, complete bunk, complete garbage, completely untrue, Sort of uh, like the New York Times op-ed, I'm, I'm telling you, is going to yeah, be. And, well, then, but these guys had information, right, that, uh, you know, one lead guy was motivated by political animus to, to take down Trump. You had the, the Bruce Orr connection. You had uh, the, the wife uh, connected to the Fusion GPS and the Dem all these Democrat connections. Yeah, all of these things that... If, if put in front of a judge under reasonable circumstances, he'd be like, wait a minute, there are a lot of political ties to this thing. There are a lot of open sort of political motivations and access to grind in this thing mm -hmm. and some real conflict of interest, right? So you, you had a, a whole basket of these problems that that I think a, a, a judge in normal circumstances would go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, there's a lot of issues here with this. Now, the problem in this circumstance was they didn't share any of that. They hid all that. In other words, you're which not is the whole to, reason which for is due the whole process. reason, right? So, in other words, you're not supposed to spy on American. You got to get this FISA warrant, and they basically lied. Number one, to get the warrant, they lied to a judge in order to get a warrant to spy on an American citizen. Number two, um, they they, as you said about the FBI stories, they actually fabricated mm -hmm. justifications to get this warrant. So, let me. This is this should be. We've said this before. We did a show on this. This should be a really big deal big to the deal. American people. It ought but to be a have, big deal to Congress, but too. But you have the uh, anti-Trump Democrats and the never-Trump Republicans who cannot see Pat. They're so blinded by their partisanship that, that they don't seem to be able to look at this objectively as an issue of due process. Forget who the citizen is we're talking about. Right, put put you in this situation. Put your grandma this in this is situation. Not supposed to be the way the justice system operates. This is unlawful, unconstitutional, egregious, tyrannical. Well, let me read to you a segment of of uh, this letter to Rosenstein, Rosenstein, Rosenstein from Mark Meadows because I think this is, uh, you know, the 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 way they address these letters is just alarming to me. I'd be 
I'm not as diplomatic, so let's just put it this way. He says, review of these new documents suggests a coordinated effort on the part of the FBI and the Department of Justice. So we've got, here's your cooperation, right? Here's your collusion. The FBI and the Department of Justice to release information in the public domain potentially harmful to President Donald Trump's administration. For example... The following text exchange should lead a reasonable person to question whether there was a sincere desire to investigate wrongdoing or to place derogatory information in the media to justify, there's your justification, creating stuff, a continuing probe. And then he says, April 10th, 2017, Peter Strzok contacts Lisa Page to discuss a, quote, media leak strategy. Specifically, the text says, quote, I had literally just gone to find this phone to tell you I want to talk to you about the media leak strategy with DOJ before you go, end quote. And when we come back after this break, I want you to hear the, re- the reply from Peter Strzok uh, from this text from Lisa Page about this coordinated, coordinated between the FBI and the Department of Justice. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I mean, how I, I, I want to know how much more do we need America before we realize that there is something gravely wrong in Denmark? I mean, this is just... I, it's like facepalm moment. How much more do we need? And yet we right. still have people like, well, and you still have congressmen twiddling their thumbs it's and wringing their hands. And what do we do? I don't know. Let's write a letter to Rosenstein, right? What in the world? I, I, it's the To me, it's the hyper-partisanship, right? Because you have the ones who you, you can't look objectively at it. And then, and then the ones are so scared, right, to do anything. Oh, this will be politicized and be seen as you know, some sort of partisan thing. It, 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 it really... I think we also need to consider this element of, of precedent. Nobody in either side wants to do something really based in justice, really based in principle, because they're afraid if they do the principled thing and they get rid of Sessions, they get rid of Rosenstein, they end this entire investigation, they will establish a precedent of power that will be used against them. And neither party, neither side, no one in Congress wants to get rid of any power that they may possess in the future because they don't want to use against them. They, 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 they don't, don't want to be held to the same standard. They don't want to be held to the same yeah. standard. So they'd rather suffer. And they'd rather the, the Demo- the Republicans would rather suffer through what they believe. I believe too is a temporary thing because you know how fickle the American media is. Once they get beyond this, the people will forget whatever happens, or at least they think the people will forget But if they establish a precedent that there is actually a power that exists in Congress to take control of what's happening here, 
then they will set a precedent that the other party, that the Democrats will use that against them if they want to come and politically attack. See, this is not a legal attack. This is a political attack. Doesn't this go back to what Washington said? I mean, his... His warning, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when he talked about, I mean, this is the partisanship that he talked about. It's undermining the very foundation of the republic because, yeah. because you know, for one partisan reason or another, the partisan or counterpartisan reason is the motivation at the heart of how how they conduct this. Right, not to be seen this way, not to be seen that way, or they can't receive it because they're anti-Trump, or they they you know they want to do this because they're pro-Trump. It's it's just absurd to me. It really chaps my hide this reaction that you get because you can't. We can't talk about this thing without oh you're you're a Trump sycophant or you're anti-Trump. I mean it it vacillates depending on what we're saying and 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 these these idiots on either side that are so blind with this partisanship and then they I, I, they come at you like they're they're a bunch of loons. You, yeah, I mean the people drive me nuts. So and, you because we're not. I'm not pro-Trump. Yeah. Nor anti-Trump. I wasn't pro-Obama nor anti-Obama. I mean, we're, we're principled. When they're wrong, I, I think right. back to pro-Trump's or, or Trump's uh, stop and frisk thing. I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. I'm totally opposed to that. I mean, I can I can name a litany of things that I do, I'm totally not agree in agreement with let Trump. I'm opposed you, to and things that I think he's done well. Let me ask you: Do you remember when Obama was president? The flack that I would get when I talked about something that he actually did that was constitutionally yeah, correct. So it's the same thing, and, and so, so it's been a, this gradual, I think, intensification of the partisanship. And I think the we see Congress acting in that way, or then when they do something right. It's characterized by the left media and the Democrats and, and society as at large. Oh, they're just they're just Trump sycophants. And this is all about protecting him and trying to save him and keep him from his criminal activity. No, this is about due process. Yeah. So you brought up uh, George Washington. As we close into this break, let me go ahead and read to you that section of George Washington's farewell address. He says, quote, the alternate domination of one faction over another, sharpened by the spirit of revenge, natural to party dissension, which in different ages and countries has perpetrated the most horrid enormities, is itself a frightful despotism. But this leads at length to a more formal and permanent despotism. The disorders and miseries which result gradually incline the minds of men to seek security and repose in the absolute power of an individual. And sooner or later, the chief of some prevailing faction, more able or more fortunate than his competitors, turns this disposition to the purposes of his own elevation and on the ruins of public liberty. What an ample warning and description of what is going on today in politics. As arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry revolution Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country As our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Oh, but I'm only a stranger here. I'm a 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. But why, Chris Ann? Why are you quoting that old uh, white slave owner, right? Who's, who's telling us that our liberty is in peril because of this extreme partisanship. Quoting him because he's right. Because he's right. Absolutely right. I mean, Not seriously. He's right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. We've got. So do you think these the, the FISA warrants should they be declassified? They're calling for declassified. Are they talking about declassified to be used in? I, I'm no. I'm not really clear on why do they want. What do they want them for? Well, okay. So uh, anyway, I promised this response in the last section, and it oh, got yeah. away from me. Yeah, right. What this guy said. So Lisa Page says I'd literally gone to find this phone to tell you I want to talk about to you about media leak strategy with DOJ before you go. Strzok uh, congratulates in his response Lisa Page on a job well done while referring to two derogatory articles about Carter Page. In the text, Strzok warns Page two articles are coming out, one which is, quote, worse than the other about Lisa's namesake. Stroke added, well done, Page. Uh, how can you, th- this is, these are text messages ev- evidence that the FBI is creating news. Yeah, see, this ought to trigger, that's why I said, do you think about the classification? To me, this ought to trigger all of it, right? Like, you should see this and go, whoa, wait a minute. Th- there seems to be this sort of collusion to hijack the justice system to target a political candidate. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. We need to know everything about what's involved in this. Mm-hmm. So that well, includes, this is actually the administration after the election, right, too. So, this, so that includes the FISA warrants. I mm-hmm. mean, all this stuff. All to this me, stuff. Th- what we already have and already know ought to trigger this stuff being declassified, being, you know, opened up uh, for investigation. Mark Meadows says, our task force continues to receive troubling evidence that the practice of coordinated media interactions continues to exist with the DOJ and the FBI. Yeah, see, this is, this is the problem. God right? forbid Jeff Sessions is, is the head of the Department of Justice. How could something like this still be going on that's, under Jeff Sessions? That's what's crazy, right? You, you, you know, still going on. You have this evidence, obvious evidence of corruption and continue, this continued coordination, right? So either Sessions is involved with it or condones it. Or, or or what? I don't have any other explanation. I mean, you would think you're the head of the organization. You're, you're looking out and you go, whoa, what? We're, we're still coordinating with these agencies yeah. for political targeting. and We're and still creating and news. W- and what's going on? Wait a minute. Let me let me get to the bottom of this. Let me let me put this guy on administrative leave and then fire this person before we get to the bottom of this. Right. He, he's doing nothing. In fact, he's doing worse than us, nothing from what we understand. The DOJ is is blocking this. Yeah. Right. They're trying to stop this. So you have evidence of this malfeasance. And then the, the DOJ read that Jeff Sessions is is uh, is blocking this. Is that not technically obstruction of justice? Absolutely. Obstruction. Of I justice. mean, that's a crime, is it not? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So we have a criminal Department of Justice. Oh, well, yeah, in more ways than one, but most obviously but in I mean, this, this one, specifically right? Is, Absolutely. I, I would because people are talking about sedition and treason and this and that. And and I, you know, we sort of were talking about it earlier. How how do you have a Justice Department blocking 
uh, this stuff and with the obvious, these obviously pro- obvious problems and, and signs of problems, and why would you be blocking this? Well, that to me goes back to you look at that op-ed, if that op-ed is in fact true and a true description of people in this administration, mm-hmm. then there is your answer. Right. So you have people who have now admitted that we're going to stop this. We're going to be obstructing. I mean, th- you talk about, like we talked about that letter. So the guy in the letter didn't admit or did not uh, accuse Donald Trump of a crime, but right. basically said he didn't like his personality. But when in what he describes, right, that we're going to be, we're, we're, wa- we're working against him and this and that, in what he describes in connection to what's going on, did he pretty much or he or she or whoever come pretty much close to admitting a crime and he himself is committing a crime obstruction of justice if this person is involved in this of keeping uh this malfeasance concealed right well now i mean this is even this is there's more than one situation here right yeah. so you not but it only all have ties together it, it, it does but and it is more indicative of the this, this, the, I was going to say despicable, but the criminal nature of our current operating FBI and Department of Justice. So we also have the uh, 12 House Republicans asking Trump to declassify r- the Russian probe FISA documents because there's an indication uh, that, as, as uh, Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio says, that the dossier was the key to all of this, he says, and the FBI knew everything before they went to the court to get a warrant to spy on a fellow American citizen and then to spy on the Trump campaign. He says, Jim Jordan says, they knew who paid for the document, but they didn't tell the court that. They knew of Orr's involvement, both Bruce and Nellie, in producing that document, and they did not tell the court. Now, let me tell you what, that is a crime. That is perjury. Okay, but here's the problem. Because these FISA warrants don't follow proper warrant procedure, they don't follow proper due process, the question becomes, right, because according to the Fourth Amendment, a warrant must be obtained um, using probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation. That's where the perjury comes, right? Well, under a FISA warrant, the, the... the standard is not probable cause. It's mere suspicion, right? So you don't have to have any level of real proof. And the question becomes, what is the level of, of um, swearing before the court, an, the oath of testimony on this? Where is the uh, oath or affirmation to the, the uh, veracity of this document? Right. How does that exist in the FISA courts? And the crazy thing is, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And this is the secret part. When you say secret part court, that makes it sound like and I and I've said this before, it makes it sound like they're they're meeting in some dark Illuminati dungeon somewhere. But they're not. They're they have a courtroom, they have a subject to due process. Right. But the secret part is you are not allowed to know about it. Right. You are not allowed to know about it. And here's the crazy thing our congressmen are not allowed to know about it. I, I want that to sort of settle in just for a minute. We have an FBI who can go to a federal court and obtain a quasi-warrant, I can't call it a warrant, a quasi-warrant to, to, inv- to not just simply investigate, but to spy, to probe, to search and seize materials from American citizens. And Congress can't even know about it. 
Yeah. You have the executive branch setting aside a complete process where but there is no opportunity whatsoever for check and balance. There's no due process. There's no congressional oversight. But this there's no review but who by the Supreme it? Court. Well, who create? Who's the problem again? Yep. Congress created this court. Right. So now what you have is a House Oversight Committee, which becomes a, a misnomer because they're not overseeing anything. Yeah, where's the oversight no, when they're asking they're for the documents? They're begging for permission. Yeah, and then they're saying, nope, not going to give it to you. Right, where they're begging for permission. Yeah, where's what the oversight? What in the world is that? That is not oversight. Nope. That is not oversight in no, any means of the world. government. And, and, and this is what's crazy. Yet we have all these talking heads, all these political pundits on the news talking about how, oh my goodness, not even talking about the right things. Why aren't we discussing the fact? Well, is it, you know, the, the FISA courts, they don't even call them secret courts, FISA courts. They don't talk about the due process. They don't f talk about the fact that, that there is no oversight, that this is completely rogue. That's a rogue court. And we're that Congress created. Yeah, but that's what Congress is in the business of now. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah, that's what, that's what Sass That's what said. Ben Sass described. Yes. This, what Absolutely. we're looking at right here is exactly what he described. Congress divesting its authority into rogue agencies that it creates and rogue courts. Rogue. This is banana republic material. It is. This is Ro absolutely rogue banana republic. Meaning the, the very body that created the thing is is has no ability to hold that thing accountable that it created. He, they create the court, and then the court turns around and shakes the finger at Congress and says, no, sorry, not going to cooperate. We're going to do whatever we want. That's, you, that's you rogue and I were talking, government. You were and I were talking this afternoon. Th there's no reason why Congress or the American people should divest this kind of authority in the FBI at all. The FBI has a long history in America right. of corruption yeah. and of not being trustworthy. Yeah. I mean, you can... You can uh, fluff it up and dress it up and make it all of you want. Obviously not pointing the fingers at individual agents who are there well, trying see, to do the right thing, but the FBI as a whole has been corrupt. But that's what happens. So that's J. What Edgar I, Hoover. That's what I hear in this conversation all the time. Okay, It goes the same way. We're, we're sitting here and we talk about this corruption in the FBI and the caveat that's, that's added every single time I hear is what we're not talking about the regular agents, the regular agents on the street and mm -hmm. FBI agents that are doing a good job and working hard every day. You, you always have to you have to apologize. We are right. so freaking brainwashed yeah, to yeah. be so nationalistic yeah. and bow to these things that we can't even talk about the obvious and blatant corruption. Anybody ever heard of J. Edgar Hoover? Hello? This this, this organization, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has a long history of violating Americans' rights, Americans' privacy, spying on people, abusing warrants, working without a warrant. They have been so stinking corrupt at their head for so long. This is nothing different. This should be nothing no, not surprising. And, and, and I'm not going to apologize. I'm sick of apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about the regular yeah. Joe, Joe <laughs> FBI agent that goes to work every day and he's working so hard. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about that guy. Forget that. This agency has been corrupt and abusive for a long, stinking time. Well, and, probably and it's since its changed. creation. It's not changed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's at the leadership. It's these guys at the top. But it's been that way from the beginning.
Yeah. And what you have is a corruption. It's not just simply coming from the top, but we know we have a corruption that exists on the individual agent level that's not being done. And this is not only occurring in the FBI. This is occurring in the Bureau of Land Management. This is occurring in the IRS. This is occurring in the Department of Homeland Security, in the EPA. And they can boo you off from talking about it by pointing to the regular Joe agent and the Joe Customs agent. Well, don't talk about him. Don't criticize us because you're criticizing Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the last segment of our Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. We are in Constitution Memorial Month. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that before we leave you today, we we teach you, we show you how you can be you can become constitutionally sound in your education. You can watch these current events and and before you even hear 3 minutes into the pundit conversation, you know the constitutional issues and the way the conversation's supposed to go. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not doing this out of arrogance. I'm doing this out of complete confidence. You can't get that education anywhere but Liberty First University. Absolutely cannot. And not only that, because it's Constitution Memorial Month, we have a special deal. Go to uh, go to our website, chrisannhall.com. Go to the store. There's a special deal, our Constitution Week DVD, that you should be putting in your schools, in your classrooms, in your churches. Your Sunday school class should be going over this six um, individual uh 10-minute or less uh, videos to teach specific aspects of the Constitution the way they ought to be taught. Not only that, you get to download the audio track from those videos, and you get a special audio of the Chris Ann Hall show where we talk about whether the Declaration of Independence, or no, the Star-Spangled Banner is a racist (laughs) song, right? That was from Maxine Waters, I think. Oh, goodness. I believe that was from Maxine Waters. I may be wrong. It might have been one of her other cohort. There's another Texan over there that's out of her mind, too. I can't forget those. She's an idiot. But anyway, so what we... You you know what ticks me off about the the FBI thing is is really I have no confidence that any of these people will be held accountable. I have mm-hmm. no confidence that any of them going to prison. There, I can I can name half a dozen right off the top of my head that ought to be in prison right now. Mm-hmm. And I have no confidence that that's going to happen. You're, talk, you're, you're talking about people at the highest level of leadership at the FBI, and they hijacked, you know, I, what do we call it? The top law enforcement agency in the nation. They hijacked it mm-hmm. to target a political opponent. They violated due process. They lied. They perjured themselves. Obstruction of justice, left and right. I have no confidence that something, that anything is is going to happen. And then you have to deal with ah, the, the FBI, some FBI agent, you know, some Joe Schmo FBI agent is going to get mad, or you know, the same thing with the cops. The cops gets mad. Hey, did did we did we name your name? Did we mention Joe Blow, uh, FBI agent off the street? No, we're talking about who we're talking about. All right, so. 
Eno- if that's not enough, you, declassify yeah, yourself. Exactly. Then, right? So, so enough with you. this. Enough with this. You can't criticize. You can't talk about it because you're talking about you know because these guys are hardworking. So nobody's talking about these. Here's the thing: guys. if I'm an FBI agent, right? Yeah. I'm gonna be like, dude, that's it, not me. You right, need. I'm exactly. gonna be calling that yeah. out. So, I'm so gonna I'm, be reporting that, yeah. whether I have to be a whistleblower or not. Amen. Right? Like, yeah, man. Say on. Say on. Yeah. I don't work. I don't want to work <laughs> for an organization that's corrupt at its head. Right. Tell tell the people. Right. Say it, Chris Ann. Preach, Preach it. on. <laughs> Preach it. So I don't get these people. You know, you get mad. Oh, you're criticizing law enforcement. Whatever. Put put your ears on. Obviously, you're not listening. Probably tomorrow we'll have to get into this into greater detail, but before we go, I want to talk about this this grand jury thing going on with McCabe. This is, uh, this is something that we need to get into because, once again, we're not educated on the process of due process, but no. I, want, I want people to know what grand jury actually means because CNN is not reporting it properly, right? So what you have is a leak, quote-unquote leak, that uh, on... on uh, um, Thursday of last week that the uh, grand jury has been brought against McCabe. Uh-huh. And this is what CNN says. Citing two people familiar with the matter, the Washington Post reported Thursday that a grand jury has met and summoned more than one witness on the matter. Such a move is regularly used as an investigative tool and does not necessarily mean charges will be brought. What a crock. Okay, I was a prosecutor, and prosecution works the same way. You don't in- conduct a grand jury to create to investigate. The purpose of the grand jury is to bring what they call a true bill or no true bill. Present Meaning the evidence that you, you have. Bring, you present the evidence that you have, and then the grand jury tells you if you have enough to bring charges. Whether whether they reasonably believe a crime has been committed. Reasonably believe a crime has been committed. And tomorrow I want to talk about this, at least a part of the show, so people will have a working understanding of what grand jury is and what the purpose of this grand jury will be on McCabe. Thank you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me know. America, America, I gave my best to you.